All right, everyone, welcome back to um, what I'm not really calling a special edition podcast anymore on the Inside Dirt Network. We're just coming out with content. There's no racing going on. The world's in lockdown. It's crazy times. But uh, this is a cool interview. I've been talking to this guy for a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and uh, that is John Prudy. And um, we'll get into how you say his last name in a minute, because I'm pretty sure I just said it wrong again, but that's cool. We'll get there. But uh, Prudy, um, for all you guys you know, that are living under a rock. You may not have seen it, but for everybody else, this guy has been killing Instagram. Um, recently just did the uh, alley-oop off the quarter pipe, just really elevating the free ride game and, um, you know, stepping up to that world level, which is crazy to see. And um, Bruce has been around the MX Nationals pits, the Australian Supercross pits for a long time. But uh, it's been cool to see him go in his own direction. Um, and there's a lot more than just motocross that I want to talk to this guy about. Um, he's got you know, his photography and his content creation business and some other ventures going on. And um, just a cool cat all around. I've been a fan of what he's been doing. And uh, with that being said, let's bring him in right now. So uh, how are we doing, John? Good, dude. Good. Thank you for the introduction. Pumped, pumped to be here. Yeah, it's all good, man. Um, so let's just, it, it, it's pretty, but everyone in moto calls you pretty, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had plenty of dudes like you or announcers and things like that just butcher my name over the years so i'm pretty used to i'm pretty used to it but um yeah for, for all my homies and people who know me they know it's pretty um i mean the simplest way to explain it you just like take away the p and it's just like rocky With and it. you just put a p in it and it's pretty like but, pretty. okay so, yeah so yeah. do you go by pretty to the boys or do you go by john or what, what do they call you nah yeah pretty much pretty everyone like yeah everyone all my mates and that just know me as pretty yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so we were not on that point yet, so I was like, yeah, I'll pray. I don't know yeah. if I could do that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> call me whatever. Call me whatever. <sighs> cool, cripple, cripple work, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, you're rocking. <laughs> I, I guess we can get straight into that, man. Wow. Because, um, you know, I hit you up a couple of weeks ago um, Yeah. Uh, on a few different things. Obviously, I, I work with some of the brands that you work with now, and um, uh-huh. we were just sort of chatting about that, and, and I was like, hey, you know, we should get you on the podcast while we're at it. And he's like, yeah, just chill. I got a busy week coming up. And then the next thing I know, <laughs> you're um, all sorts of banged up. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I knew I had that project coming up with the alley oop. And <clears throat> like, to be honest, dude, that was taking all my time and energy. And I just really, uh, if I wanted to, you know, like I really wanted to be on a podcast and things like that, but I just wanted to have fully committed to that. And um, which is why, you know, I did want to hang off and, Unfortunately, it didn't go as well as I had planned, but I mean, that's where the cookie crumbles and man, I'm still pumped to be on the show though and definitely. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I mean, I totally got where you were coming from. Like I said, it's, you definitely want to have your um, concentration and, and uh, I think as much as people have this perception that, I guess you're not a freestyle guy, but free ride guy, yeah. freestyle guys are loose. You, you can't yeah. be, you got to be pretty focused when it comes to doing that side of things. So um so yeah, I mean, let's we'll get into the crash in a minute because I'm curious, but I don't want that whole show to be about that. Um, yeah, you know, let's. Um, well, first of all, people are going to want to hear about it. So the the quarter pipe deal, um, I hadn't really seen much of you even hitting quarter pipes before the alley oop dropped. So where did this come from? Yeah, so basically, um, end of last year. Uh, I was still racing the MX Nationals at the time and I'd I'd been super interested in Moto Quarter since it kind of first came out and one of my real good buddies, um, he works at an engineering shop, 
uh, in Canberra here. And I'd sort of been talking to him back and forth about it. And he was just like, dude, let's just build your ramp. And, you know, if you can get comfy on it, let's, you know, make a push and, you know, maybe go to, you know, work on potentially getting to X Games or something like that. And um, he was all in. And, yeah, like my mate Rummer, he's just been an absolute legend. He helped me. He pretty much did all the ramp building. And, um, yes, I've had it sort of set up for about six months. And as far as posting content, on it i hadn't really posted too much on it um because once i built the whole setup at home my landing was a little bit too flat and then once i sort of realized this that i could only kind of go so high without my body just sort of copping a fog in that i then kind of got to the point where i'm like well my landing's pretty flat so this could help me actually do a trick off it and that's when the alley-oop thing sort of come about um and then I ended up purchasing an airbag and then I wasn't really riding the quarter pipe all that much at all until sort of the airbag rocked up um, in February this year. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Because like I said, I mean, I've been following what you've been doing and sort of that transition from, I guess you were a private sea eraser, kind of, you, like I said, you've been floating around the pits for years on and off with different, mm-hmm. different um, you know, MX, Supercross um, you've done some off-road, like you've always been around and I've always seen you around, but you know, 2019, obviously you did the deal with the KSF Suzuki team. Um, and we had some banter with those guys and I was floating around the pits talking to them a lot. So I kind of chatted to you a little bit there and, and kind of got yeah. to know you a little bit, but, um, yeah, it was, I guess where I'm going with this is you were, you know, uh, without sounding um, rude like you were average privateer 450 guy yeah. yeah I'd see you do a few whips here and there at the races but nothing that made me think you were like this gnarly freeride guy Capable. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. all of a sudden you made this transition and and then you were this freeride guy and it was like oh okay where did that come from you but, know well yeah 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 and it's funny and it's funny you say that dude because like and without wanting to sound like a cock or anything like I've always felt like I've had something to show the world as far as motorcycles concerned. And for me, it was just always like, well, racing's how you show how good you are. And for years, dude, like I just never really made it or never really broke through. And then obviously got that ride with the KSF Suzuki guys. So I was like, oh, well, this is my year. Like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to prove everyone what I'm capable of. I'm going to be on good equipment. And then again, like, I didn't get what I was sort of promised. So that never really happened. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I'm working so hard and getting nowhere that I need to change something. And that's when, like, I always knew technically I was really good on a bike. So I sort of started playing around with like the foot plant 360s and got them down pat pretty easily um, or in a short period of time. So I was like, all right, if I can build a quarter pipe and start doing full plant 360s and you know just start putting out like really cool content and just like showing to people what i can actually do that you know this whole motorcycling career might actually change and i might be able to make something of it instead of just getting smoked in 20 of the nationals yeah well that's have you done a foot pond three i've never seen that yeah 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 so i released a video at the end of last year and um i don't know if you've seen like cold hacker like yeah, he, he's yeah. Pretty much, he's pretty much the only other guy I've seen do it. Uh, it's on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, all right. I probably should have seen yeah. that before I did this interview, <laughs> but that's cool. Um, which so your your Insta- Instagram is pretty, and it's two or pretty, my bad, and it's two yeah. underscores, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm bloody trying to get hold of just the pretty handle, but 
yeah. not that easy. <laughs> yeah. Good t- oh, there it is. All right. So 29th of September. Wow. All right. I'm going to just give that a like right now. Um, how did I miss that? Yeah, that thing's technical. That 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 beat me up pretty well. Um, but again, it was just something I saw. I'm like, that is so doable. And hey, you know like what's you, crazy you, though? Like, you only got 19 comments on that, and this was pretty early into your sort of transition. Uh-huh. I'd say um, mm-hmm. if you did that now, it would be different. I think. Yeah, for sure. Did for you sure. need, you need to post like, that again? That's that's not. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know, and I will. Oh, well, it's actually funny. I'm starting to sort of bank up some content now. So I see I'm out for a fair while. So I'm like, well, I need to start showing these guys, like these new followers and things like that. Um, what else I can do apart from just the whip and alley Dude, that's – man, you, if you put that in a line with the alley-oop, um, because I don't know if you know this, like you probably think I'm just this square commentator media guy at the MX Nationals, but I used to ride freestyle back in the day. So I'm, I'm not as boring as people might think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freestyle's so, gnarly though. I don't want to be a freestyle guy. Nah, well, back in back in my day, um, <laughs> there wasn't really free ride. You know, that was just yeah. Freestyle was pretty young, and that's sort of what you did. But um, yeah, anyway, it's not about me; it's about you. But far out, dude. That's that's. So, did you ever ride BMX, or where'd you get this sort of um, nah, aerial, nah. like uh, what's the awareness to be able to spin and do that stuff? Dude, to be honest, it's. It's a really weird thing. Like, on a push bike, I am terrible. So, it was so funny. Like, when I built the Moto Quarter, my mates were like, oh, dude, you should go to the skate park and, you know, spend some time on, uh, like, the quarter parts there and things like that. And I was like, dude, that'll I'll lose all confidence if I do that. Yeah, um, keep me away from two wheels instead yeah, of a moto. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. A dirt bike, just keep me on a dirt bike. I'm not going to the freaking skate park. Um, but now back to, like, the... I guess it's more of like the technical aspect of riding and just like I'm super analytical and I really like to break things down. So for me, it's just like basically watching Colton Hackers do it and then just go, okay, what's his body position doing? Like what's what's the revs of the bike doing? Like when's he turning his head? And it was just sort of like more so breaking it down and then I'd go out and do it myself and film myself and go, okay, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Um, and just sort of go from there. And like technically speaking, like I feel like a lot of things I can do on a motorcycle if I, you know, put my mind to it or break it down. Um, and yeah, like that 360 is kind of was the proving point of that to go, okay, like, dude, I can do some of these pretty cool stuff that not that many people can do. Yeah, that and that in itself is, um, and that's what's cool about sort of this modern era, which I think if you're cut out for it, which you are, I think, because you get the creative, you do, you know, your content. Um, mm-hmm. uh, business that we'll talk about that a bit later on, but um, th- there there is a niche for for you to be yourself on your dirt bike and and to carve mm. out your own little um you know your your own little groove in the industry I would say, um, which and I messaged you I think a while back when when you first kind of popped up doing this stuff and uh, I was like just just like as saying like fuck yeah man this is cool well done I, it's cool to see people yeah. doing their own thing because I'm such a preacher of. And I hate saying that as like a preacher, but everyone's like, oh, the industry, there's no money, you know, you either race or, you know, you, you go be a tradie and there's nothing else to do. And, and it's yeah. like, dude, there's so much opportunity if you just find it, you know, find what, sure. you know, what you're good at and what's genuine because people love the genuine side of things. And um, yeah. yeah, man. So 
We'll, we'll probably get lost a few times in the pod. We already have. I'm, I can't remember what we were talking about now, but yeah, um, the transition it came pretty quick, and obviously after that, that you know, um, doing the foot plant three sixty and stuff, did that just give you confidence to start getting more into the? Because you did the speed and style at um, the Supercross at Wollongong, and you did best whip at um, Ozx Open, right? Yeah, that's right. So basically, what happened was. I was on for Suzuki, left them guys, was basically going, okay, I need to make like a feature film, doing some gnarly stuff to just to show everyone I'm going in a total new direction, this is what's happening. And that's where that video uh, of the Full Plan 360 and the quarter part sort of come about. It was kind of my way of going like, hey guys, I'm stepping away from racing, but I definitely want to be involved in dirt bikes and I feel like this is my path. And in that time, I actually just started dating a chick and, she lives overseas um, and was good friends with the Madisons. Um, so yeah, kind of. I want to get to that too because you've low key got like a really high profile girlfriend. That that that's <laughs> another thing that is kind of pretty rad. Um, yeah, but yeah. you can bring that in whenever you want to. I guess you just did. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, for those who are into action sports, um, yeah, my girlfriend Caroline Buchanan, um, absolute savage on pretty much anything with two wheels without a motor. Um, so yeah, she, she was, well, she lives in, uh, Temecula. So basically we'd been dating for a few months, um, and she'd been sort of coming back and forth and she was just like, Hey, why don't you come over? So did you meet out. her in the States or you met her back here? Nah. So she's originally from Canberra. So we've known each other like forever. Oh, so, so there's like a, cause I was going to say like the, obviously she, she lives in the States. So I was wondering how that connection, but you guys go way yeah. back. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So we go way back. Um, and she just so happened to be home, um, yeah, like mid to late last year and we caught up and things just kind of kicked off like super quick and it was, it was awesome. Like everything was sweet. And then, um, obviously you didn't get to see each other heat. Um, so she was like, why don't you just come over and we'll just sort of hang out. And she's really good mates with Vicky Golden. And then Vicky Golden was like, oh, well, if you want to come over, like I've got a spare bike and like, dude, it just like sort of snowballed into this perfect little vacation. I just spent three or four weeks over there and got to ride with like Maddo and things like that at his house. And for me, dude, like a couple of months ago, I was doing the nationals out the back of nowhere coming 20th. And then it's like a couple of months later, I'm spending a month in Temecula riding with like Maddo and Twitch and Vicky Golden and Berriman, you know, it was just like, yeah. Cause that's, that's what I'm saying. I remember, yeah. I remember all the content you were putting out and it was like, man, where, where's this guy been hiding all these connections and, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it was cool. It was really cool to see, and and obviously that that helped. Um, yeah, you've just been on a tear basically, right? Since you finished up racing, which it, it's Dude, been a pretty quick, pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but I like that because it, it means the time's right and everything kind of you know happens yeah. for a reason. I think. Yeah, exactly right, and it did, and it just like felt so right. Like when I was when I first planned this America trip, like I wasn't even going to take a gear bag. Like, it wasn't like I planned this to go riding with these high-profile people. It just so happened that my girlfriend was friends with them, and we met up with them, and they were, like, super cool, obviously. And they just said, hey, if you want to come riding, like, we've got a spare bike here. And I I did take my gear over because it was looking like there might have been a chance. But, I mean, whether I rode there or not, it wasn't really going to bother me because I was kind of going over there to hang out with her. But It just kind of worked just, out, yeah. Yeah, just the way it all sort of snowballed, dude. It was just, like, you know, this perfect storm and just, Dude, I remember sitting on the plane on the way home just being like, what the hell just yeah, what happened? just happened, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> like pinching myself to be like this is so gnarly. I think that I mean look, I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, like I've met Robbie and and some of those guys over the years, but I'm not going to pretend to be like super good friends with any of that crew. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you, if you're in the game long enough, you know that it doesn't matter if they're super profiled guys or, or, or average guys. Like for the most part, everyone's pretty much a genuine person. I think a lot 100%. of people forget that. And it's more that when you're in the presence of those guys that you grew up watching or whatever, and it's like, oh my God, that's that guy. But they're just being normal, right? And it's... Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's the learning curve I think is just treating them like normal people almost 100% and the biggest thing that I've found is like in the past I've been to events where it's like you know you'd almost line up for, a, for an autograph on those guys but it's like it's how you're introduced to them is everything it's like because like I was introduced to them from Caroline's so I was like I'm almost like not on their level, but they kind of respect you straight up. Yeah, it's respect like, oh, and credibility because, like, people want stuff from those guys 24-7, so... Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, that was, dude, like, right off the bat, like, everyone, like, all those guys, and that's, like, not just me named up and that, oh, they're my, they're my brothers now, you know, like, dude, but every single one of them was so cool to me and, like, super nice and just obviously knew that I wasn't from there, so, like, dude, if you need anything, just, just let us know, like, whatever, and, dude, like, Matto just, he was he is just being like an absolutely amazing dude and like super supportive and like everything I've been doing and always checking in like all those guys are just like absolute genuine dudes who just love dirt bikes. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know Matto that well. I um Sammy Moore, I'm pretty tight with Sammy and uh yeah. and he just can't say enough good things about um about Robbie. So I you know, it's I think it's just one of those deals where you know, this they they got a good crew, man. It's um could you, do you, because I know Caroline, she does stuff with Sammy with Fist, right? Do you as well? I can't remember. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. So nah. I've just, I've got to deal with uh, Anonymous. Oh, but, all right. Um, probably, probably shouldn't have said that then, but yeah, all good. No, 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 it's good. I actually got a signature glove dropping in the next couple of weeks, so that'll be something cool for everyone to be able to check out. Um, yeah, those guys yeah, nah, are, they, uh, they're, they're popping up and doing some things too, hey? Yeah, yeah, they're doing a big push. So they got a few guys like Bilko and Steve Mini and things like that doing a big push, so. So, yeah, it's cool. I'm really, really stoked to be a part of that. So, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, pretty much a whole new rebranding for them. Um, I didn't know too much about them a few months ago, but um, they sort of reached out and offered me a really good deal. And, man, they've been absolutely amazing to me, to be, to be honest. So I'm really, really stoked to be um, partnered with them. It's cool, man. So yeah, you've, you've got but, some uh, you've got some cool um, some brands that you work with, which, again, we'll get into uh, mm-hmm. in a little bit, but, uh, all right, so let's, let's try and get this timeline back on track. Um, so yeah, basically finished up racing and then you've moved into, you know, long story short, you start doing these events and putting out content. Um, so are you, are you like working during this time? Is this where your content, um, creation business and photography sort of funds the, the, the day to day or what do you do there? Yeah. 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 So basically, uh, if I wasn't riding or doing events, I'd be doing uh, photo shoots or as many as I can. And then if that was even quiet, then I'd just be doing a couple of days of civil construction work. So just like working in excavators and things like that. Um, and you're not exactly in the hotbed of um, anything in Canberra, like, <laughs> <laughs> like straight up. Exactly. Dude, I've only been there once. I drove to, to Canberra track to, to commentate the two-stroke nationals last year. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah, and then I yeah. drove straight home, and I was like, "Wow, that, that that wasn't a lot going on there." 
sick place. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, if you're into politics would, and stuff, I mean, I, I guess yeah. Boppo's got that that track out there, right, Larbert? Yeah, yeah, he's got that sand track. But I mean, for me, that's like an hour and a half away, so it's still pretty far. Yeah. Um, like it's right on the other side of town and out of it. But yeah, so like back to sort of my day to day. Um, yeah, and so I was doing a little bit. Of uh, excavation work, um, a lot of writing, a lot of photo shoots, and some coaching as well, dude. Like, um, I live on a property uh, on the south side of Canberra, uh, which is sort of where I have my compound and things like that. Um, and I'm super fortunate that I just have a bunch of local kids who, not even kids, like kids and teenagers, um, who come out and I just do sort of weekly coaching with them, which, again, like I said earlier, like I'm super analytical and I love breaking things down. And man, just helping those guys even helps me so much. And I'm, like I'm sure from what I've seen with your stuff, you know, it's the exact same thing. It is. I think people would be amazed um, how much coaching makes you a better writer. You know, I, I often say sure. I wish I knew what I know now back when I was actually racing properly or them years sure. ago, you know, because um, sure. you actually start thinking about how to do things as opposed to just twisting the throttle. Um, <laughs> exactly. But no, that's cool because, yeah, I seen you put out um, – you did the sort of the, the, some coaching tips videos and that uh, as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is cool, man. It's and that that's what I like about what you're doing right now is that you're not getting pigeonholed into anything too specific. And I feel like that's yeah. super important nowadays because you know it, the, if you deem you know you deem Ferris well, he's like Dean Ferris, dude. He's doing his online coaching thing now. Like he's he's killing it with that, and that's the best one of the best guys in the country like let's not discount you know Todd Waters and, mm-hmm. and the other guys but at the end of the day like he's one of the most successful pro riders we've had come out of Australia in recent sure. decades and it's like if he can multitask now and, and start creating revenue streams doing this online mm-hmm. and social platforming it's like man I, I keep saying like these other guys it just baffles me that no one else is figuring it out and um, yeah. so that's where when I saw you doing it I was like Fuck yeah, like that's cool. <laughs> you know, just yeah, it's just good to see other people doing it, and I, you know, because I just want to see the the industry is a you know a term whatever. I just want to see people doing cool shit at the end of the day, you know, and yeah, yeah, and for sure, and I just want to see the whole industry grow, you know, and like that's why I sort of did start those actual or the I call them the Moto Minute, um, which is just yeah, like like you said, a one minute pretty much tutorial, um, just to kind of help people out to go, hey, dude, like. I can do wheelies and I'm pretty good at them. This is how I learnt. Go trial. Let me know how you go. Um, and dude, the response I got was insane. Like MX or one of my good sponsors, like they posted it on their uh, Facebook and uh, they sent me a message a couple months later. Like, dude, this is one of our most viewed videos ever. Dude, the, you know, the coaching thing is, um, I not to, to just to, to add in, perspective like i did this sponsorship deal years ago 2015 um it was with a dealership down here in victoria right and we we did five coaching tips videos as part of the deal um Mm -hmm. and literally they went on facebook i put them on youtube i really didn't think anything of it it was just part of the contract right um for for them to have some content and it's on my youtube channel i just left them and then i checked back like three years later and i had like over half a million views on them you know and holy Yes, yeah, straight up. Like if you type in motocross coaching on YouTube on the first page, Cash and check. I wish, dude. I didn't monetize my account. That's how much I didn't oh, even think about it, right? No. But yeah. Um. But the, and that's like with no promotion, no effort. I was just like, whatever. This is part of the the, the gig. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So 
obviously there there's a thing there for that. Um, but yeah, you know, the stuff you were doing with, with Instagram and MX store is again, it's just little add-ons you can do for value to your sponsors, right? hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And even just coming back to just like more so like the love of it. Like I want people to be able to know how to do it. Like if you can't afford to go do a coaching clinic or whatever, but you can sit on your phone and have a quick look at like, I know it's only a one minute breakdown, but if you can learn enough in that one minute breakdown for you to go learn it, you're going to enjoy riding a dirt bike more. And it's like, dude, I'm going to help you do that. Like if I can, because I want more people out there riding. Like I want more people, like I want people to see what I do and just be like, that is so sick. And then I scroll up do and that. see it. Yeah. 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 And like, and then see a video and go, Oh, so that's how he kind of learned shit. Like maybe I could do that, you know? So for me, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, if people see what I do and go, that looks fun as hell. Oh shit. There's a video. That's how I do it. Oh, sign me up. You know, then I'm stoked. And I think that that's what, again, I like about your story is that, you know, you're not this super gnarly racer guy that was on factory teams and stuff and you're still doing good things. So like, it just shows people that you don't have to be a top racer guy to be able to transition to doing cool stuff. Um, which is cool, man. All right. So steering this back in, um, you know, we get to, um, you know, Oz X and that you go to America, Oz X, uh, speed and style, everything that's towards the end of the year. So then, you know, you're just doing your thing um, with with putting out content for your sponsors. I saw that that True Protein shoot. Was, oh, yeah, the fires. That's something I want to touch on. Were you guys affected by that? Because you had some oh, pretty gnarly footage of the fires at some point. Hev- heavily, yeah, yeah. So basically, oh, man, it's a funny story, really. Um, so I ordered an airbag and um, the day it rocked up, so it took like two months to get made or whatever. It rocks up at my door, pump it up that night, super excited, couldn't wait to test this thing out. Pump it up wait, and test it out. I'm like, this thing looks sick. Wake up at like 4 o'clock the next morning, just out of the blue, just woke up, check my phone and freaking Axel Hodges post his alley-oop and I've just gone, oh my God, are you kidding me? The day that... No way. Um, All right. Yeah, dude. Because that was... Um, a question I had: Did that inspire you to try it, or were you planning on? No, no okay. I was planning. I'd, I'd contacted sponsors months and months in advance to go, "Hey, in January, I'm going to be doing a world first of the quarter. If you're interested in, um, you know, having like naming rights on the airbag and all the content, let me know." And sort of got to a point where I was just going back and forth way too much. I was like, I just had to kind of pull the trigger and just fund it all myself. Um. And in doing so, it just—it was just a couple of weeks too late. That man, like it was so funny. I woke, like I just woke up in uh, four o'clock in the morning, and I don't know why, and I just checked my phone straight away, and it was like, it was like I knew sort of thing. Yeah, you're like, am I, I dreaming right now, or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, and I was absolutely gutted to be perfectly honest. But um, so basically, yeah, I got this airbag, and everything was sick, and then literally like two days later. I had a photo shoot booked in uh, with True Protein. So we're just like announcing uh, me signing with them and they're giving away a brand new Ford Raptor. So they brought that down and I was jumping that and just doing some really cool things. And basically that day that they came, um, the fires started just over the back, like probably 10 or 15 Ks away, um, which sounds like a fair while, but over the mountain ranges, it really doesn't take long to get here. Um, So 
true the true guys are at home filming and uh, the little town I live in called Sawa was actually getting evacuated and we had like priorities rocking up going like, hey guys, everyone needs to leave and we're just going, shit dude, like we've booked in all this filming, like we got to get something done. Yeah, and, like, that's cool and everything, but we got shit to do. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and for, fortunately the true guys, they're really cool and we were just basically like, hey, let's keep filming because this is going to look super rad, but if it gets dangerous, we'll pack it up. And yeah. they're like, yeah, sweet. So basically they... We, we got enough done, but it was like a super windy day. Um, so we got the filming done. And then literally as they're leaving, um, the fireys called my old boy and said, hey, mate, there's a spot fire on the back of your property. Like, you need to get over there as soon as possible. Um, so literally, I'm in my gear, just like stripping off my gear, chucking on some jeans and things like that. And they're like pinning it over the back to this spot fire. So, yeah, it was just like super chaotic. But, um so we had a spot fire over the back there and that got sorted. Like heaps of fires were there and that was all sweet. But then the fires were still about 10 Ks away. So it was basically over the next like two or three weeks, dude, we couldn't really do anything. We we're basically just on standby at home 24 seven, just um, pretty much doing laps of the property, just making sure that um, there's no ambers or anything like that. or spot fires starting. So, I mean, I know heaps of other people had shitty situations, but yeah, ours is yeah, super shitty. Man, how gnarly has 2020 been? Like, just the so craziest year. Um, so gnarly. But, yeah, your your year's been even gnarlier than most. But, uh, so, yeah, so, man, talk about that a little bit because, obviously, like, you know, Axel's got, I mean, don't get me wrong, dude's, like, the one of the most legit free riders in, in the game, in the world. Um, but then, obviously, if he says to Monster, like, hey, I want to try this, they're just going to be like, yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it, you know, and they're going to find yeah. out whatever you, you know, you, um, obviously on the other end of the spectrum, I've been there, man, you're trying to pitch an idea to sponsors and it's like, yeah, yeah. but you know, you haven't done it or that's you it. don't quite have that credibility for bigger yeah. projects or whatever. So it's sort of, yeah, you just end up going, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to spend the money myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what it got to. And like, dude, not taking anything away from Axel, like he is everything he's done. Like that dude is super gnarly. Yeah, um, and I hate that when everyone's like, you know, I not over here you see it, but everyone in America's like, oh, this he's, you know, he got handed everything, but it doesn't matter who's oh, funding it, the guy can ride. Yeah. Oh, and he's so gnarly. <laughs> like, yeah, ridiculous. Day, like, like, shit, ridiculous. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, keyboard warriors can say what they want. And like, even now and then I get a few, com- like, I added a whole bunch of comments about the airbag thing. And I'm like, I get it, dude. Like, I know it wasn't the dirt, but it's still freaking dude, gnarly. I don't care what anyone says. People are... They're fucking idiots. If they, I'm just going to say that, like if they think that just doing that to an airbag makes it that, that you would even think about doing that if you weren't uh, just the average Joe, like there's no way. Yeah. It's like, and that's, we'll get to that in a minute, how gnarly it is just doing it to an airbag because clearly you have, um, you have <laughs> a story to tell with what's going on with your injuries. But um, For sure. So yeah, man, you know, Axel does it and then I guess you're kind of at the point where it's like, okay, do I do it now? Do I wait? What's yeah. the go? Yeah. So even, I mean, to sort of paint a bigger picture for everyone, like my goal this year was basically to get into X Games uh, Moto quarter. And to do so, like I felt like there were two ways to do it. I could build up my landing, make it super steep and just put out heaps and heaps of stuff of me just going super high, um, like when I got comfortable on it. Or I could do something on that ramp that no one's ever done and basically 
throw that in their face and go, you have no reason not to invite me right now because I've done something off this rant that like no one's ever done. Um, and I went for the ladder choice and I was like, all right, like I really want to alley-oop. And then I saw Axel had done that. So I went, okay, I want to alley-oop with the combo. Um, and pretty much set my heart to that to go, okay, I'm going to learn the alley-oop. I'm going to get comfy with the alley-oop and then I'm going to add a combo in and make sure it's world first. And again, just like get the attention of the industry and just hope that that way X Games will see and just like this dude is legit and he's super talented and he definitely deserves um, a go at X Games. So that's where that actually all come about. Like it wasn't like I was just out there to prove a point or anything. Like I was to a certain degree, but the biggest thing was for me just to... You just wanted a, a get, way into X basically. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah it's like a publicity song basically. Yeah, well, it, it definitely worked. I mean, you would have been on the radar as soon as, um, you know, as soon yeah. as when I seen it, I was like, no, no way, you know, because um, like I said, everyone knows how gnarly Axel is and uh, no one else is even, from what I'm aware of at least, maybe people have toyed around with it in phone pits and stuff, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's I a little I, different. From what I've heard, no one's even tried it, you know, so. Well, I don't think people appreciate how gnarly those full-size quarters are because I've, dude, like, dude. Huge. I've hit one, um, not a full size one. Like I played around with the the old flare sized ones. I don't know how uh, big they were. Um, yeah, I think they're like fourteen or fifteen foot, maybe. Yeah, and they're absolutely they're, still they're no fun to ride. Like I, because I, um, I used to ride out at Cam Sings's place a little bit. He lives up the road from me, and um, yeah, I just go out there and do whips, and I'm no, mm-hmm. can't do tricks anymore. I'm way too old, but um, <laughs> like. I was, he had the quarter set up to the landing. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, that looks so fun. I want to hit it. And then I hit it and I was like, that is absolutely no fun at all. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, I had motocross suspension and everything. And yeah, I don't think you can yeah. do anything off of them except flares, the way they're like set up. Um, yeah. And I definitely wasn't going to do that. But um, how big are the quarters you guys are hitting? They're tw- 18, is it? 18. Yeah. yeah, 18 foot. Yeah, yeah. And a way yeah, longer transition, idea. right? Like it's, they're pretty long in the belly. Yeah, not really, to no. be honest. It's such a weird shaped ramp. Like it's really short and steep down the bottom, and then like the top three meters is just freaking straight, straight basically. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hitting a dude is the weirdest thing ever. And I mean, like you said, if you played around with the other one, um, like I'm sure it's still different, but just jumping and not going forward is just the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, that free, that free. I mean, you know, BMX is one thing, but with the engine and a, and a, it's just totally yeah. different. It's just totally different. So, did you? Um, you probably don't want to say what combo you were working on. I'm assuming. Nah, no, nah, I want to keep that under wraps, just in case <clears throat> when I get over this injury, if I'm feeling up to it, I still want to. I still want to. I still want to claim the world first for sure. Like I did. <clears throat> I literally put my body on the line for this thing and my heart and soul into this project and. You know, like this was, this was going to go out with a bang. Like I was going to solidify, solidify myself as like one of the gnarliest dudes in Moto Quarter or, you know, get injured. And unfortunately, <laughs> I got injured. But um, yeah, right. so for now, so that's, I'll be keeping it under that. I'm curious now. You got me, you got my brain ticking as I don't even know what you could add to a, hmm. All right, I'm going to message you on the down on the download with some ideas. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say it on yeah, the yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, flick me through some ideas. So, obviously, you were riding away from them. Um, looked like pretty pretty well on the Instagram video you put up with the landing of the airbag. Um, yeah. So, how many days after that did you get hurt? 
Um, that video I posted was probably two weeks prior to the accident. So I landed it and then actually, oh, it might have been a little bit longer. It might have been about five weeks. Oh, okay. So yeah, you, yeah, you did that a while ago then. Yeah. Yeah, I did that a while ago. So it's funny. I've had all this stuff just sort of sitting there on my phone. I'm like, shit, I'd love to post this and show everyone what I'm doing. But to be honest, I just wanted to wait till I had it all to do it and then just throw it out there and just blow people's minds. Basically, it was a plan. Um, so, yeah, I, I landed it to the airbag and it was sick and I was so pumped. And then I just wanted to get comfy doing that. And I actually had an accident a couple of weeks ago where I knocked myself out doing it and um, blew out my knee pretty good. I had to get some stitches and things like that. And that was like a real wake-up call to go, shit, dude, like we can, we can get hurt here. Um, and then... I'd ridden the airbag one more time before the accident and I hadn't landed it again. Um, I think just because my head wasn't really quite in the game after getting knocked out doing it. Right, right. And then on this last ride when I was playing around with some combos, um, yeah, dude, I just landed super awkward and unfortunately just fly kicked myself in the face. Damn, so you just kind of folded. <laughs> like folded yeah, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. So- yeah, so for the people who don't know, um, yeah, I was basically working on the alley combo, bailed super early, and I kept spinning. So I was facing the way I sort of take off, which means like my toes are sort of facing up the airbag, um, whereas normally I'd sort of always been facing down the landing. So I'd usually just like land on my ass and like bounce to the bottom or sort of like land on my feet and sort of like roll out. Um, but this time, like, I was facing up the landing. So my legs, when I landed, instead of like sliding out from underneath me, they actually like gripped on and just like hyperextended my knees. So I fell backwards and my legs grabbed on. So just. Yeah. I've got that visual now. That's bad. Yeah. 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 So basically just destroyed um, both my knees. So playing there on the airbag, um, just about freaking screaming. I knew straight away something wasn't right. Um, yeah, dude. And yeah, I had, I had two dislocated knees, uh, broke both tibias, um, did PCL, LCL, and medial meniscus in my right knee, um, and did all those in my left as well as the ACL and a whole <laughs> bunch of, and a whole bunch of artery damage, which was the real scary one. So did they um, stay dislocated or did they pop back in? No, they pop back in. Yeah, because I've dislocated before when I did ACL, MCL, but it, it, it popped back in, but it hurt like – yeah. Some guys can do an ACL and, and ride the next moto. Like I have no idea how because I – dude, I've broken a lot of shit and it was one of the most painful things <laughs> I've ever done. So when I seen you did two with, with all that, I was like, Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was gnarly, but dude, for the most part, like, I've been so good with injuries. Like, I've, I had a real bad wrist break about 10 years ago where I had to get a wrist reco. So, my left wrist doesn't move real well, and I've got my right collar, uh, collarbone plated, but apart from that, I've been so sweet. So, like, especially lower body wise, like, I, I, my knees and that have been awesome forever. So, now I've just absolutely just butchered. Yeah, you've caught up in those years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are you just laying at the bottom of the, of the airbag going, what the fuck just happened? Because this, this shouldn't happen sort of thing. Yeah. So basically like with my airbag set up, I always needed a few people there to kind of help with the generator and that 
um, air blowers and things like that. So I always sort of had about four or five people around me. Um, and even just for my peace of mind, like if the bike were to land on me or something like that, just have a couple of mates there or family members there just to get the bike off me. Or, you know, if, if just if something was to happen. And um, on this day, it was a Friday Arvo, and dude, I had like 10 or 12 mates over or something. There might have even been a few more. And my sister and that was up there, and Caroline was there. And yeah, dude, like as soon as it happened, I was just like, this isn't good. And like everyone sort of runs over, like if you have a crash and like, shit, what's up? And I'm like, my legs, dude, like calling Ando right now. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically it took about 20 or so minutes, and dude, those 20 minutes dragged on. Like I, I felt like I had a pretty good pain threshold, but holy dooly. So did you like, um, was it tibias where they meet the knee? Is that where you broke them or further down? Yeah, 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 right on the right yeah. where they meet the knee, yeah. So did you like rip your boots off and stuff right away or did you wait? No, nah. oh, God, no. There was no way I was touching anything. Um, and just because people were about, obviously, spine injuries as well. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, you take a big impact like that, yeah. Yeah, and the scary thing was, like, I couldn't feel my left foot. Ooh. So I was like... So that was the artery deep- deal? Yeah, so deep down, yeah, so deep down I was kind of like freaking out, but just trying to kind of play it cool and not overthink it. And um, and then, yeah, I sort of got in the ambo and got to the hospital, and by then I could, we will, or on I a, could just feel my toes. On a side note, like, let's just backtrack. When the ambo got there, were, were they laying at the bottom of the quarter in the airbag with you just going, what in the world did you do? <laughs> Yeah, well, kind of the ammo. I mean, to be honest, I don't remember a whole bunch of it. I was yeah, quiet. Did they hit you pretty good when they got there with the? Yeah, but yeah, they hit me with the green whistle, and I've never had the whistle before. Dude, so I, I've never had it either. I kind of, I, I, I don't want it, but dude, I always wondered what it's like. For sure. So I was kind of like, all right, well, this is going to be sick because everyone tells me how good this whistle is. Anyway, so I'm sucking on this whistle, and I'm like. This thing's broken because my <laughs> leg is still killing me there. Like, this ain't doing leg, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, give me another five of these, brother, because this one is not working. <laughs> and, um, but no, for the most part, dude, I had a really good ambo from what I've been told. Like, he was, like, super cool. Um, and basically, Caroline and all that had videos, so they just, like, quickly showed him, like, hey, dude, this is what he's just done, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, for the most part, dude, I've been super lucky and they were really cool. And yeah, so I got into hospital and um, like, yeah, as far as like gear and that's concerned, I think they cut my pants off, but I was wearing like brand new knee braces that, that I just got that day. Um, unfortunately, like they unstrapped everything for me, unstrapped my boots. So yeah, like nothing really got butchered, thank God. Yeah, okay. No, it's. Uh, I, yeah. I just got this thing, man. Like whenever I get a, lo- a leg, like I always rip my boots off as quickly as I can because it just wigs me out that you know, you might be swelling in there or whatever. Swelling, or, yeah. You know, it yeah. just freaks me out, but... That's funny. I, I never thought for one second take my boot off. Yeah, I dude, I've, I've had it where I've crashed and, like, took my boot off on the side of the track because, you know, sometimes you just get, like, <laughs> gnarly pain but nothing's broken and then I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'll put my boot back on, but... Um, so... <laughs> I'm sweet, I'm sweet. I'm sweet, I'm good, I'm good. But, so, where are you at with surgery? Like, do, have you had a knee reco already? Yeah, yeah. So basically, oh man, dude, it was the gnarliest. I've had the gnarliest couple of weeks in hospital. So basically, I go into uh, the public hospital um, and they're just going over everything. And I've been in there 
for like two days and they're just going, okay, your artery is what we're really worried about. We know your knees aren't good. We know you got broken legs, but your artery is what we really want to sort out. So we're going to put you on these blood thinners and hopefully it's going to fix itself or we can operate on it, but it's going to be at least six months until it's sort of getting enough blood to your foot that you're going to be able to move your foot properly. Oh, that's not good. So, nah, nah. So even like right now, dude, I can barely, I can just move my toes and my left foot. So that's um, not like compartment syndrome. That's something different? No, it's something completely different. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, so anyway, I'm in the hospital and they put me on these blood thinners and all is well. And then we're sort of like three days in, I'm in the hospital and like, I'm just not really feeling right. And like, I was like super emotional and stuff and in a lot of pain. And I just never really seemed like I could get on top of the pain. And this sort of went on for another four or five days. So I'd been in there for about eight days and, um, I, I do, I did not sleep for more than half an hour like a night, like it was, it was the weirdest thing. Like I, there was something telling me something's not right, but I just couldn't pinpoint what it was. Mm. And, um, it got to a point on, yeah, I think it was the eight or ninth day. And the nurse came in, she's like, Oh, how you going? And I was like, honestly, I'm about to lose my freaking mind because this pain is way too much. I'm like, it's a 10 out of 10. And I've been telling you it's a 10 out of 10 and I can handle pain, but this is a 10 out of 10 and you're not freaking listening to me. And then they do this like code blue and like 15 doctors come charging in, testing everything. And my blood counts kept coming out. Um, like they weren't matching up how they should have been. Um, and they, and they couldn't figure it out. So anyway, this goes on for, I think it was like nine days or something. And then on the ninth day I had an appointment with a surgeon to check out, uh, my right knee, which is my better knee. And went and saw him and he was like, all right, sweet. Well, tomorrow we're going to get your leg sorted and you'll be sweet. So transferred to a different hospital. He got um, my knee sorted. And while I was in there, he was like, dude, your bloods weren't right. So we gave you another transfusion. So this is my fourth blood transfusion at this stage. And they're still going. Your numbers aren't right. Like something's going on. And at this stage, dude, like this is like the ninth day of just bullshit pain. Like ridiculous haven't slept i'm like legit turning into a psycho yeah, and then, um, the pain meds you're on and everything else it's not yeah really... yeah yeah and they're just like dosing me up and i'm like dude this isn't working i don't know what you give me but it's not working <laughs> and um <laughs> and was, i think it was a day after my operation of of uh, my right knee rico operation um the doctor who did the surgery, uh, Dr. Porter, he come in and he's like, dude, we have to do some more tests because you must be allergic to something or there's something going on. And it ended up being that I was allergic to uh, the blood thinners. Oh, wow. The heparin. Yeah. And he said, he said that's like one in a million chance. He's like, I've never even heard of it in all my years of surgery. So it was like and- flaring up your internals with the allergy of what they were giving you to fight the artery stuff. Yeah. So it was basically killing all my red blood cells. Oh, dude, you'd have been in a bad way. Oh, my God, dude. When he told me, it was like the biggest sigh of relief and also the biggest, like, what the hell is this in? So, like, when my body's meant to be healing for the last 10 days, it's actually been pretty much fighting. Yeah, just to keep functioning, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it ended up being, like, super gnarly, really. And they basically said, like, dude, you're lucky that that allergy didn't even kill you just from the clotting. That could have happened. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like unknown allergies like that, that can be a real problem. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so dude, for me, like, it was, it was so nice to figure that out because then after that, once I got off the heparin and, you know, got on a different blood thinner that I wasn't allergic to, like, I was half a normal person again and they, we could kind of maintain the pain then. So, to be honest, like, as far as the injury is concerned, it wasn't so simple as just being, like, a couple of bad legs. It was just, it got so gnarly so quick, like, to the point of them going, like, dude, you like to be alive or even have your foot. Man, that puts it in perspective, hey? For sure. So, so it was a massive wake-up call and, like, now I'm super appreciative just to be home and have one leg fully on the mend. And, um, yeah, I've got an appointment with uh, Dr. Porter on Friday, so in a couple of days, and um, hopefully he books me in, yeah, within the next week to get that left leg done if, if the artery's looking good, and then I'll be fully on the mend. That's gnarly, man. Because um, you're, what, well, you're 29 now? Yeah. Yeah, because I did my ACL MCL at 28, 29. Um I haven't had it fixed though. I've just left it. Um, really? Yeah, it's one of those deals, man. Where like I couldn't justify the downtime. It's like I don't race. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, that was at the point where I was like, oh, whatever, you know. Um, yeah. But in saying that, I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, when you get towards your 30s, you definitely don't heal as good as when you're younger. Um, so it's going to be a gnarly rehab cycle for you, man, with, with two of those bad boys to rehab over the next uh, year or so. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're welcome. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, dude, it's it's all part of it. And like I knew full well what was potentially going to happen uh, with that alley-oop and with that quarter pipe. And, you know, like it's it's what I signed up for. If, if I wasn't sitting in bed right now with two broken legs, then... I'd hopefully be signing a deal to say I'm going to America right now to, you know, compete in the X Games. And there's there's a risk that I took, and man, unfortunately, it didn't go as well as what I planned. But uh, hey, like high risk, high reward, right? Um, yeah, and, exactly. But I, I think that this would still put you on the map for when you get back on the bike. It's going to be one of those things yeah. where you'll probably be a little bit, um, like you said, you're a calculated guy anyway. But you'll know what went wrong, and um, for sure. I mean, hats off to you because that, like, that's gnarly, dude. Just doing that to the airbag is people don't appreciate just how ridiculous it is and how high you oh. go and everything in between. Oh, for sure, and it's so high. Like, <laughs> it, really, it really, unless you're standing there next to those ramps. Like, I watch the video of it, and I'm like, that's not even that big. And then you go riding at the ramp, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, man, it's um. And then there's the nitro quarter, which is even bigger again, right? Oh my god, dude! Yeah, that's thirty something foot. That's just <laughs> yeah. It's just <laughs> no, no thanks, no thanks. Well, I mean, there's probably a possibility for you to be at Nitro World Games when you're healed up too, right? If you if you get yeah. into this quarter game, um, yeah, well, for sure. I mean, and to me, like at the end of the day, the quarter's not like the end or be all sort of thing. Um, like for me, it's just. I want to do more of like the free riding part of it. Like I want to pursue more of like, like why aren't dudes doing more BMX sort of style stuff on dirt bikes? Like there's something I haven't really ever understood until now. Like I've started playing with it and obviously the LU was big, but like more so like the technical stuff, like the foot plant threes and things like that. Like I want to start putting out content, doing things that people aren't doing and just showing guys, you know, what, 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 
what he's capable. Yeah, I think there's like. definitely because um, you look at guys like Graham Jarvis on Instagram, the uh-huh. the trial guy that rides extreme enduro, and it's like mm-hmm. the stuff he does is it's insane. You know, like for sure, it's basically what they do on a, a trial bike on a, a three hundred two stroke husky <laughs> or whatever, but. <laughs> You yeah. know, he can do them 360 stoppies, reverse stoppies, like all this crazy yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, then there's like the other end of the spectrum with the extreme free ride, massive jumps and stuff that like Colby and Axel and all those guys do. Mm-hmm. And that stuff's yeah. just gnarly too. But like you could find your own little niche doing, like I said, like imagine doing a foot plant three to an alley-oop to something else, like in a little yeah. moto skate park. That'd be sick. Exactly. exactly. And that's kind of where – it was a direction that I sort of see myself going with it. Um, you know, and like X Games more so was just like a way for me to get my name out there, you know, and to get those big sponsors and to get people to be able to fund these projects. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like it doesn't really interest me that much in going as high as I can off the Moto Quarter. Like that's, like it's sick, but it's not what I want to do. Like I want to go do stuff on a dirt bike people haven't ever even seen before. Um, yeah, you know, and obviously that's what makes you tick is trying to do something different. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's no, nah, it's cool, man. It's a cool story, and um, yeah, I mean, obviously you got a lot of downtime now where the rehab will kick in and everything. So, um, you know, with the one of the last posts you put out, you sort of said, obviously you're going to focus pretty heavily on your your photography and your content business. So, talk about that a little bit now. Yeah, so basically over the last like three years. Um, I've really uh, made a big push in like content creation and um, mainly photography. Uh, I've done a bit of video stuff, but more so photography. So anything from like shooting weddings to commercial lifestyle shoots to, you know, for brands. Um, yeah, basically anything, dude. I've been super fortunate to have some great alignments. Um, and Caroline's definitely helped with a lot of the bigger name brand stuff. And I've obviously done a lot of shoots with her, which helps big time. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, dude, I just want to spend a whole bunch of time at home, just working with like artificial light and just sort of learn more about the craft. Like I feel like as far as natural lighting and things like that, I'm pretty dialed. Um, but yeah, I just I just want to basically keep my mind busy in this off time. So there's only so much sitting in bed and Instagramming you can do. So I figured that, um, you know, I can really push that and push my business vibe imagery and yeah, try and, you know, have it so when I am back on the bike that I am just taking photos and riding motos. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. It's um so it's vibe. What what's the Instagram handle people can find it at? Vibe imagery. Vibe imagery, no underscore or anything, no. No, no. Cool. Um that's what I'm talking about with like not being sort of two dimensional nowadays and not being, you know, just yeah. in one box because at the end of the day it's not the easiest thing to make money riding a dirt bike and it's even harder to make consistent money year round um for sure for and sure. i actually just did a podcast one of my good friends is mark jones um photography do you know oh mark? yeah yeah, yeah he's so, a legend yeah, yeah. Mark, jones is he's, he's a rad dude um yeah me and him go way back and um i just the, the the previous podcast to you is actually one i did with him so he kills it with uh with the photography stuff but um yeah yeah it's 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 cool man i mean look it's a it's a pretty it's one of those things i think it's the same as moto man like you said it's like there's a lot of people doing photography and content especially nowadays with uh-huh. with social being where it's at it's 
and and you know I run a, a somewhat of a mini marketing agency myself, and and I I shy yeah. away from that whole you know content guy, content creator, whatever you want to call it, because so many people yeah. are trying to be the it's cool. So saturated. It is, but at the same yeah. time, like you know, I, I'm not a photographer. I'm not. I'm creative, but not in that sense. You know, it's more for yeah. me. It's like marketing and strategy and stuff like that. But you obviously have the eye for it because your your stuff's really good. I, I check it out when you when you post it. Um, but I guess, um, oh man, I'm getting sidetracked. But what I'm getting at is, uh, <laughs> you know, you're able to have your profile with what you're doing on the bike, and then you have those connections with. Um, oh, that's where I was going with it. So you know, everyone's trying to. Not everyone's trying to do it, but a lot of people are trying to do that cool guy content creator thing on socials. Mm-hmm. But you have a way in, which is how business works, really, um, to get introduced to the right brands, to the right people, to get access to those profile brands and athletes, right? For sure, for sure. And, like, dude, I'm more than happy to put myself out there and just go, hey, guys, like, if you have a shoot coming up or a, um, you know, marketing campaign, let me come and shoot it. I'll shoot it for nothing. And if you speak, sign me up for the next one you know like i'm more than happy to do that just to go hey like i know my worth but if i have to do that to get my shoe in then let's do it yeah we should um we should work on some things when the world goes back to normal actually um, <laughs> if it doesn't well, end yeah if the world doesn't end and if you um you don't get any more allergies to any crazy shit then we'll, <laughs> we'll talk but um i always have to hire creative for, for the stuff we do um you know, with the brands. So yeah, I always like having, yeah. a, you know, different guys to do different campaigns because otherwise everything starts to look similar, you know, but, um, yeah, we'll delete Mark's number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Jones you said that. <laughs> yeah. Delete Jones's number. Forget him, dude. Just call, call me. Call uh, okay, me. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> but nah, so obviously not just action sports, just lifestyle, nah. any, anything in general, you guys, um, cater to that. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even, things like weddings and things like that, like big functions. Um, dude, like days like that are so fun to shoot. You know, like everyone at a wedding are there, they're spruced up, everyone's having a good time. Like even just, yeah, things like that. It's so funny and it's quite contrary to a dirt bike rider, but yeah, dude, like I love going and shooting a wedding. Yeah, weddings are fun. Super fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, that Super would be, fun. that would be, I know Brett Trigg, he does uh, some wedding stuff. Jonesy's done a bit, like. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, people spend a lot of money on weddings too. They ain't afraid oh, to throw exactly. a few grand at a photographer. Exactly. That was going to be my next comment. Yeah, because it's not the easiest thing to get paid in the industry doing <laughs> creative. I know that. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Cool, man. So um, it's probably way too early to say when you'll be back on the bike, but uh, it's it's going to be judging by the injuries i'd say at least uh you know six six plus months you'd say right yeah 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 basically at this stage that's what i'm working towards um but dude at the end of the day like i don't have a team waiting for me or anything like that um and i'm obviously i take my injuries super seriously um and i definitely take my rehab super seriously so I want to do everything right, and if I'm feeling good in six months, then yeah, I'll be back on the bike for sure. And if I'm not feeling good, then I'm not going to be back on the bike. Like it's simple as that. But for the most part, um, you know, there won't really be a stone unturned. Like I work pretty close with uh, to the Edge High Performance Center. Those guys have been amazing, just like with all my training. Um, 
and their rehab guys there, or Joe, uh, their rehab guy is amazing. So we've already been touching bases about, you know, starting to get the body moving already. And yeah, dude, so I'm basically, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that it's all healed properly. But yeah, at this stage, dude, it's going to be, it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's one of those things you got to take seriously. But um, it's, I think. You, you can get back from knees pretty quickly with the right rehab. I think if you're just free riding, it's different to racing, you know? Um, yeah. You might have yeah. a shot at being back sooner than a guy that's racing, you know, outdoor MX For nationals. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you also got to have confidence in your body if you're going to start doing crazy stuff like launching alley-oops <laughs> and that too, right? So, yeah, um, exactly. All right, so I want to pick your brain on, um, on mindset a little bit with, you know, Thinking outside the box, right? Because, like yep. I said, I I really, um, and it's cool because I've never really spoke to you that much, and I feel like you and I are on yep. a, a kind of similar wavelength as far as you know. I've done heaps of stuff, and I've always got projects going on, and I'm just that guy that I I really don't like being put in a box, and <laughs> um, I always want to do new things, and sometimes it yep. it gets me a little into trouble, but sometimes it yep. doesn't in, in business, but um. I guess uh-huh. mindset of as far as you're doing your own thing, you you know you have your own pathway set out. You, you got that creative mindset, which I think is a, a big thing. That you, I think you either have that vision or you don't. In my opinion, um, yeah, a lot of people can't block out the noise of other people's influence, and and obviously you're a guy that can. Um, yeah, but I guess just talk a little bit about forging your own path, and uh, you know, obviously you're more mature. You've done it later on. But yeah. so many kids, man, they've got mad talent, you know, and whether it's yeah. um, whether it's a moto guy that's not feeling like he's cut out to be a top racer, but he still wants to be involved or or whether yeah. it, whatever it is, like just talk about what drives you a little bit and, and the mindset to do that. For sure. And I think like the biggest thing is, and like to be honest to everyone, like, dude, for seven years I was a plumber full time, you know, and I was trying to race. Well, I was racing, um, you know, and gymming before work, gymming after work, and then riding after work and things like that. And like then, you were that stereotypical Aussie yeah, privateer yeah, moto yeah. guy full, that was a tradie and raced, blown. right? Full blown, yeah, yeah, 100%. And then, dude, it kind of got to a point, yeah, probably like two years ago, where it was just like, I was just so unhappy doing, like, I was just burning up all my money into bikes and I wasn't really getting anywhere with it and like yeah I don't know it was just, it was just kind of like a vicious cycle and it's not that I wasn't enjoying riding or anything it was more so like the work thing like <clears throat> I knew when I was going to work I'm like this isn't who I am and like I knew that and that was like what my gut was telling me and dude I love same that thing with, that's that's exactly uh that's exactly it isn't it what you just said right there this isn't me yeah yeah and dude like that went on for years you know what I mean like it, it wasn't like I just woke up one day and said oh I don't like this job. It was like, no, like from the day dot, it was, and it all started because my dad was a plumber. So it just kind of worked like, oh, I'll leave school and I'll go work for family business and then I can have as much time or, you know, for traveling, for racing and things like that. Like it was kind of just the most convenient sort of option. And then, and then, yeah, but from, so from even from day dot, I was like, oh, I know I'll go on to do something else later, but for now I just want to, you know, try and make something of my racing. And then, and then, um, and then, yeah, it sort of got to a point like two years ago. I was like, enough's enough. Like, dude, I'm in my mid twenties, and 
I go to work like really not enjoying it um, and like I want to do something that I'm passionate about and that's when like I basically like I'd always had cameras and things like that so I sort of basically went alright I'm going to go out and buy like the most expensive camera I can afford and get a really good setup and really start to push like my passion of photography because I feel like I can start to make some really good money doing that and then still ride or race and um, <clears throat> and that's where that sort of came in and then with the racing thing like I sort of touched on earlier, it was kind of like that's how I thought you sort of had to prove yourself as a rider. Mm. And then that got to a point where, you know, I was riding for that Suzuki team and <clears throat> I was like, I'm worth more than this. Like I'm worth more than a 20th place dude. Like I know I can do stuff on a dirt bike that none of these other dudes I'm lined up with can do, but I'm not showing it. And like, and I don't mean to be like a cock or arrogant or anything like that at all. Like some of the dudes I race at, absolute savages no it's not being being cocky it's just the the truth as far as like not i I say it wasn't it was my place you know what i mean yeah like not not everyone's cut out to be a dean ferris at the end of the day it's just the the long and short of it yeah exactly and like i got to a point where i knew that and almost wish now that i stepped back from away from race earlier and pursued more of like the free riding and seen what i'm really capable of but anyone can sit there and go shoulda coulda woulda but you know like i can now sit here and go, dude, for the last six months, like I've pushed my riding way further than what I ever would have imagined. And that that took me 20, 28 years to do or 29 years to do. You know, so it's like... The world wasn't really ready for that before though. Like I feel like... Yeah. You know, obviously there's the, the OG guys that do it in America, but um, there, there's some talented guys around the world, but the whole free ride business model whatever you want to call it with socials it's only been around a few years i think where someone like you can pop up and within a few months like obviously you're still subsidizing your income doing doing real world stuff but like had this have worked out you would have been on your way to not needing to do that anymore you know oh for sure exactly right and that's where i genuinely believed i was on that path um and like i don't feel like i'm not anymore it's just now i just yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well i've got a couple actually just an airbag in the road that's all it is <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but i mean like even for anyone who's listening who like goes to work or is racing and doesn't feel like that's their path and i mean i'd strongly urge anyone to go hey dude like listen to your gut like and that's on all bases of life like even from like relationship standpoints you know like i've been in relationships where it got to a point where it's like this isn't right and I know that but it's not that easy to leave um, and yeah so I think just like the biggest life lesson I've learned is just like listen to your gut Dude, and, and yeah. you'll find your path you know it's straight up that, that's sort of my motivation with like with this podcast to a certain extent like obviously we do the race coverage and, and the media stuff but like these one-on-ones like I really like to tap into people's mindsets because I'm like man if you know I always say it and I don't want to drum at home. This isn't my podcast. This is yours. But like, like where I come from, like I shouldn't have the career in the industry and the life that I've had, but I always just knew that where I was from and what I was doing, it wasn't who I was as a person. You know, you find identity in what you do. That's how I'm wired. And I think you're the same. And exactly. Um, which can be a blessing and a curse a little bit sometimes, but it's one of those deals where I'm like, man, if, if I can just, reach that one kid that listens to this and maybe he's a bit lost but knows that he wants more and 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 
sometimes they reach out to me, not very often. I wish more people would reach out yeah. for advice and I don't know how many people reach out to you to, to see how yeah. you've done it, you know, um, or yeah. how you're doing it. Do you, do you get people hit you up or not really? Yeah. Like it's kind of funny over the last six months, I've had more people reach out to me than like ever before. And I don't know if that's because I'm doing something different or because I'm just like posting more on social media and that, but yeah, it's been really cool. Like I've had people, you know, just randomly hit me up, like especially late, especially after my accident, like, holy dooly, dude, the support I've had, like the amount of messages and things like that, I was legit blown away by it. how many people actually like care and how many people took time out of their day to go, hey, dude, like I've been watching what you've been doing and man, like I'm so bummed to see you're out right now because your journey was looking insane, you know, so as far as like people asking for advice and things like that, not so much, but more so you get a kid every now and then just being like, Hey man, like, what do you think of this or whatever? And I'm always, you know, happy to help for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of kids are scared to reach out or they don't, they don't really know how they're feeling. Like you said, you just have that feeling that this isn't for you and you want to do something different or more, but how yeah. do you go about it? And, um, yeah, it, it's, I don't know, man. Like, like you said, there's nothing wrong with with doing what you were doing. You were working for the family business. You're right. Like, that's that's yeah, great. You know, like yeah. we've all done yeah, that at exactly. different times. But um, you know, when exactly. when you pop up doing what you're doing, and it's clearly what you were meant to be doing because it's, yeah. it's been growing so organically. Um, exactly. Exactly. You know that that's just cool to see when you see, and and that's what I like too because it's like you know, hey, you know, this free ride thing worst case scenario like yeah you got pretty banged up right now and you're going to be off the bike for a minute but you've got other things that are going to come from it with the photography and the content mm-hmm. and your network like for sure stuff's going to happen still you know so, oh for sure and even like back to um like just the tradie thing and things like that and like dude by no means am I a bag and tradies like all my best mates are pretty much tradies and they love their job you know and they're they were made for that job. And that's that's what I'm you saying. What There's mean? nothing like, wrong with it, and I always like, say that too. Like straight exactly. up, no, no condon. I'm not condescending yeah, anybody. No, exactly. And I just wanted to put that note in there. Like I, I'm not dissing anyone. Like just, dude, I was plumbing, and I'm like, I'm not a plumber. Like I shouldn't be doing this. You know, yeah. this isn't who I am. And dude, I have mates who go to work and who are plumbers and chippies and things like that, and they love it, dude. And like that's their path, and they found that. And I'm like, to me, success is waking up every day doing what you love. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Nailed it. Couldn't agree more, man. It's um, it's not about yeah being a somebody or whatever. It's just if you are happy, if you are happy in your day to day, and you don't have that itch that you're not happy, then that then to me, you've 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 made it. You know what I mean? That's success, hundred percent. And I don't know how many people have that. You know, I think a lot of people um kid themselves into thinking they have it um, yeah for sure it's interesting man you could talk about this all day on a on a separate uh, you know i'm actually going to start a new <laughs> podcast away from moto i'm on the in, in the process of that now um where we're gonna it's just going to be more about i won't say the title of the pod and stuff i'll wait to put that out but yeah. just talking to people who have unique business ventures unique walks of life that have took uh-huh. a different path you know what i mean and I want to get mm-hmm. into that psyche because that just fascinates me as far as... Um, yeah, people have gone against the grain. Yeah, man, straight up. Like it's, um, I guess, because of, of like where I'm from and, and what it's took to get to here, I just resonate with that. And, and 
yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, not everyone, not like I'm preaching and everyone needs help, but when nah, when nah, someone's nah. doing their deal like you were and it was so, you are, sorry, um, if not past tense, you are doing your own deal. Uh, I'm done. I'm yeah, done. you're done, you're done. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, nah, it's cool, man. So, hey, look, um, hour and 10 minutes in, I reckon I'll, uh, I'm sure, is there a time difference to Canberra? Uh, what is it? It's 8.30 here now, 8.30 p.m. Yeah, so what time is it? Yeah, it's oh, it's eight thirty here. Jeez, it's, gets dark early now. I'm an old man with, <laughs> oh, right. with yeah, a kid yeah. and everything. Yeah, um, for sure, dad life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got another one on the way too. It's getting gnarly, but oh, um, shit. But no, man. Hey, thanks for taking the time out. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, it was cool. Just wanted to pick your brains about everything and and the journey and. Um, and yeah, we'll talk some more, man. Keep doing your thing. And um, I sure hope that... Dude, well, how did you get surgery? Because I thought everything was locked down with optional... I guess it was an optional surgery, right? No, nah, yeah, it wasn't optional. So yeah, I was super lucky. Um, and yeah, dude, here in Canberra, um, it's kind of weird. Like the hospital, yeah, everything's just on. Like every everyone's in and it's all happening. Um, in the private hospitals in after my surgery, I wasn't allowed... Um, any visitors so I was in there for a week which sucked by myself but oh wow that would have been horrible oh my god dude it was death just was you death. and the iPhone oh just <laughs> and a couple old ladies oh, in the same ward <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh you and Doris just chilling oh bro just chill I'm like just give me some meds Come on, let me have a nap don't Come me on. up don't me up yeah. <laughs> um Wow, that's yeah. So I was meant to ask that earlier, but it just came to my mind then. So, yeah, nah, um, yeah. So everything's how, sweet. Like, it's, how is it in Canberra? You guys don't have a lot of cases up there, do you? Uh, what was that? Sorry, you don't have a lot of um, like cases of the virus up there at the moment. No, no, it's not too bad. Like Canberra's been keeping it pretty low key since day one, which has been awesome. Um, <laughs> Even before the yeah. virus, just it's just how it's yeah. been. Getting, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, like, my mum's health isn't that good, so she um, cruised down the coast to, like, a little coast place we have just to super isolate herself uh, just because, like, my niece and things like that. I live in Granny Flat here, um, and she goes to daycare. So just in case anyone was to get it, like, mum is just playing it super safe at the moment. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, too, like, we're still trying to play it safe, as I think most people are. And, like, obviously for me, dude, like, I'm not going anywhere. No, um, no, definitely not <laughs> at all. So hopefully I don't get it. Um, but yeah, like as far as like Caroline, she's been here twenty four seven, just being an absolute guardian angel. Um, and yeah, she hasn't been really going too far. Like we've got a good gym set up here, so she's just been doing that. So obviously, she would have to have come back when that whole thing went down in the states. I'm guessing. Yeah. So, dude, I was super lucky. She was um and ah about coming home or coming back over here and then literally um, she booked a plane ticket for the next day and then I think like two days later they cancelled all international flights or all flights into Australia or or all flights out of the States or something like that. So she basically just made the window, uh, which yeah, is just super lucky. It. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Otherwise, dude, right now I would be stuffed. Yeah, nothing better than being uh, in, a, in a wheelchair and um – the missus be on the other side of the world <laughs> exactly so nah super fortunate that she got back when she did and, but yeah dude like we're trying to play pretty safe how are you guys going 
Oh, it's pretty gnarly down here, honestly. Like, I live on the peninsula on the other side of Melbourne. Um, yeah. So it's like in Victoria, you've got, uh, you know, Melbourne basically, and then we're the second most populated kind of area. And, um, yeah, we've got the, the second highest number of cases, I think. Um, but this yeah. was weeks ago. Like, it's pretty much now. I dipped out today to do a couple of things, and it, it seems like it's. I don't know. Like it's still in lockdown, but it seems like stuff's slowly starting to get back to normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a few weeks ago, it was a little different. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's not ideal, but um, hopefully, we're coming out the other side yeah. of it now, hey? For sure. When's the new? When's the next baby Uh August. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, there's some crazy shit like that. Like just weird stuff. Like today, she uh, Tatum had to go for a twenty week scan. Like I couldn't go. You know, just stuff like that. Which yeah, that's a little weird. Um, for sure. But then, like like I said, I had to go out and run a few errands, and 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 you go out, and it's kind of like a normal day, and it's like far out. It's, it's just, <laughs> what it's, he's got? Yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. Um, but anyway, man, we've dude, I've talked about this the COVID thing for weeks on the podcast. So people definitely yeah, want to hear sorry. me bang on about yeah. it. No, it's cool. It's cool. I was just interested <laughs> to hear about the surgery thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, um, Hey man. All right. Hey, thanks for coming on. Um, appreciate you taking no, the time you. out and I hope the, um, the recovery goes well and, uh, yeah, dude, let's chat soon. Legend. All right, do you, um, you. do you want to give some sponsors, some shout outs before we finish? Yeah, I'd love to thank everyone who has been supporting me. Um, and first and foremost, MX Store. Those guys have been absolutely um, insane in supporting me as far as like this free ride deal is concerned. Um, True Protein just jumped on board with me. Um, their products are second to none. Um, so if anyone's looking for some supplementation, definitely check out True Protein. Um, and then, yeah, my other personal guys like TNT Graphics. Um, I've got a few... Cool sort of concepts coming out um, in the next few weeks, which will be cool. Uh, obviously, I'm not riding my bike, so I'm just going to have that thing dolled up looking pretty. Um, so check out CNC for some sick kits. And then um, Anonymous Gloves. i got a signature glove coming out in the next couple of weeks, guys. So uh, definitely keep an eye out on those, uh, which will be sweet. And then um, Motorax and Maxis, those guys have been hooking me up with some rubber and some lubricants. So, yeah, apart from that, man, we're dialed in. Awesome, man. Well, hey, you gotta you got to show those guys some love. That's the way it works, right? So, um, For sure, for sure. Doing your job, man. Good job. All right, hey, um, thanks for the chat. And, uh, yeah, like I said, let's talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, brother. All right, see you, mate. Uh, see you, mate. Bye.